Hello, and welcome to Girls Who Grill. I'm Amanda. And I'm Nada. This is the premiere podcast where two girls grill any pop culture stuff that we want to, essentially. Um, still, again, trying to figure out the logline, but my favorite podcast yeah. right now, it took them like five episodes to get theirs, so... I do like the word premiere because it means nothing, yet it sounds really good. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those words, you know, you just say it and then people are like, oh, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So first of all, how have you been? Um, I've I've been pretty good, but this is like... So I have very few outlets for my insane ramblings, and I just (laughs) sometimes need somebody to just listen to me talk about things, and one of those outlets is my YouTube channel, but I can't film on there every day, because then I would have to edit all of that footage, and I hate editing. Um, The other outlet is my sister, but she gets bored after a while, and so this is like the thing that I've been looking forward to all week. And just, I'm like, I need to talk to Amanda about these crazy things that nobody understands. And even she probably doesn't understand, but she'll listen. <laughs> it's true. I'll listen. I will not know what you're talking about, but by the end, I will be invested. Yep. So that's that's where I'm at right now. What about you? Yeah. How are you doing? That makes sense. Yeah. You know, me too. This is giving me some structure to my life. Cause yeah. I've been trying to figure out things to do like um, my job is on like my job was in person and it's currently on hold because of COVID because I'm like working with kids Um, so I've had some time off that's like weird strange time off Mm -hmm. and you know going on a walk every day is the most like eventful thing going on and it's really intense so I went to the pharmacy today and I'm doing this and it's really that's exciting. Like, that's essentially <laughs> been my life too, is just that I yeah. um wake up and I'm like, okay, what's happening today? In more <laughs> recent weeks, it's been it's because I just graduated and yeah. I'm probably going to England in February. So getting a job is not the most reasonable thing to do right now because I have to leave in like a month. Um, but so I just have been like in my house really waiting to go um and my (laughs) sister limbo state yeah my sister the other day asked me if I had any big plans for the day and I was like I'm gonna sit at my desk watch law and order SVU and then get in my bed and watch law and order SVU (laughs) and then go to sleep and do all of that again tomorrow that Uh was that was the plan that's that's really been my days and I've come up on the end of all of the good seasons of SVU, so I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to start season twenty two at some point, and I just don't want oh to. Oh my god! Did you start at season one, Nada? I did. Oh I did start god. at season one, and I've just been like, because there's some episodes I've seen so much because they rerun yeah. on the TV all the time, so I've just been like picking my way through. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm, hey girl, sorry, my dog cries when I don't give her enough attention. (laughs) Okay, it's time for our favorite segment. What's on the grill? Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) I hate that, but also I'm going to do it every week. I need you to know that. 
I know, and I, I will join in eventually. <laughs> okay, so can you start? Because you, you're the one who texted me last night that you had so much to get off your chest. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Because this is these are the insane ramblings that I'm talking about that like nobody else is thinking about this. Nobody else cares about this. But there might be one other person who somehow finds this podcast and feels seen. All right. So this is the incredibly stupid drama that's happening so okay the sisters that you saw on the first google image search i will show you mm-hmm. again this is them Lindsay, okay i'll describe them okay for the Lindsay viewers and as Megan someone who's Hughes. never seen them yes mm-hmm. they're both wearing it looks like both kind of redheaded girls with yes. winged eyeliner that's how uh-huh. i will describe yep. them kind of yes. crazy eyes so, yeah. oh yeah, definitely crazy eyes. So Lindsay and Megan Hughes, they used to be in this like big YouTuber friend group with this girl named Lexi Lombard, who's from Virginia. Um, you can see her here. She's white and she has blonde hair. Um, that's mm-hmm. or well, she had blonde hair for a while. That's essentially like <laughs> the most descriptive I can get about her. Um, and also Claudia Saluski aka girlfriend of Phineas, the singer who is Billie oh. Eilish's brother. Okay. She, the but first she didn't, person I know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she didn't start dating Phineas until like a couple years ago. So they were all in this like big YouTube friend group together. There were a bunch of other people in it too. And they lived in LA. I think like four years ago, like four, four and a half years ago, Lexi, who you can see here with her boyfriend, Finley, or her ex-boyfriend, Finley. Oh, God. Yeah, they're from Virginia. There's, It's a picture of him holding a fake gun to her head. Um, and it's it's crazy. You, But you can see her with her ex-boyfriend, Finley. They are, they, so she moved from Los Angeles to New York City. And she did a whole vlog of the two of them driving across the country together. He helped her move to New York City. And then that was that, essentially. Um, they And then I guess they, they broke up after that or something. I don't know the details because I don't know these people. I just care entirely too much about their business. <laughs> um, so that was in, like, 2016. And then in 20... So her... Megan, Lindsay, and Claudia were all really good friends. They, like, lived together. They were always hanging out together. They would always go to parties together. You can see a picture of Megan here with Lexi. That's not Megan. That's Lindsay. Lindsay is Megan's sister with Lexi and their other friend, whose name I can't remember right now. Great friends. New Year's Eve 2017 rolls around, and (laughs) Megan is spending a lot of time with Finley. Lexi's ex-boyfriend not just her ex-boyfriend but they had dated for like 10 years they she'd been with him since she was like 12 and they broke up when she was like 21 or 22 so they were together for a really long time but Megan started spending a lot of time with Finley and then like halfway through 2017 I'll stop sharing because you don't need to see their faces anymore halfway through 2017 they announced that they were dating and I was scandalized i was like i am the kind of girl who super believes in girl code and so like if any of my friends dated one of my exes i would this is an admission of guilt first of all police second of all but i may or may not slash their tires 
<laughs> I I might, but that's because I'm a Taurus and I'm an incredibly possessive person. Um, and if I've ever loved somebody, I feel connected to them for the rest of my life. So the idea that Lexi's best friend was dating not just her ex-boyfriend, but her ex-boyfriend who she was with since she was like 12, I was like, this is, this is evil behavior. And so I like, I took it way too personally. I unsubscribed from Megan <laughs> on everything. I stopped following her on Instagram because she like, they were dating. And then I think a year after they started dating, they moved to Oregon together. So they were making content about how they like live on a farm. And I was like, I don't care about this. Um, but that's no knock to her. I just like didn't. Anyways, so yeah. that all happened. And then, because sometimes I che- I'm crazy. So I check up on them intermittently on Instagram. So I'll just like search Megan's Instagram and be like, hmm, I wonder what her and Finley are doing to like see if they're still together. So I mm-hmm. looked on their Instagram yesterday and they're engaged. They're like getting married soon. Oh my God. And she's. I think she's like a year older than us. She's like 23 and he's like oh 25. Gosh. And that again drove home to me that I could be getting married right now, which freaked me out. Yeah. Um, but also <laughs> um, I was like, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say me and um, my friend Eleanor, who I live with, we're trying to like subtly manipulate you into getting married because we want a big wedding after the pandemic. Even though we oh. know you won't do it, it's just a joke. But okay, well maybe I will. I, I just want to, but maybe you will. Just, just to <laughs> we be want funny. that party. We just want all our friends to be there and just like have a bunch of people hook up and have it be funny and yeah, just, just like so have fun. a reason to celebrate something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but okay, so like part of the reason that I took this so much to heart this and this happened in like 2017 right that they were together I was dating somebody at the time and I told them I was like if you ever do this to me I will cut your tires like don't ever date anybody that I'm friends with and they Uh were like I would never do that that's so fucking weird like we were talking about it and they were like that's so odd and then we broke up and they started dating someone who wasn't friends with me but was entirely too close to me that I was like, I was like, this is, this is no. evil. She was like a friend of a friend. And I was like, I can't believe that this is happening to me. I have been Lexi. Oh, no. I have become the Lexi of this situation. So again, took it way too personally and was spending more time stalking Lexi's Instagram and Megan and Finley's Instagrams. But I say all that to say, yesterday, Lexi has a podcast, and she posted Mm -hmm. a podcast, I think yesterday or the day before, called The Four Year Long Grudge, and when I saw the title, I knew what it was about, and she, like, doesn't talk about it, really. She made one video, like, a couple years ago, where somebody was like, how do you feel about Megan and Finley dating, and, like, mind you, Megan and Finley never talk about her on their channel that they have together, um, but th- she was like, how do you feel about Megan and Finley dating? And she was like, it's really weird to me because I still have dreams about him sometimes. And like, he was my first love and I literally thought that we were going to oh get gosh. married. So for him to be oh dating gosh. one of my friends is incredibly odd. And I was like, oh my God. So she made this podcast episode called the four year long grudge where she talked about how she one day out of the blue a couple weeks ago just finally decided to text him and kind of clear the air about everything that had happened 
and like try and understand what had gone on between like the end of their relationship and the beginning of his relationship with Megan and it felt and she was talking about how she got closure on the situation finally after four years like she Mm -hmm. felt like she was okay she felt (laughs) like she was getting over the situation by moving but then actually like didn't really get over it until she spoke to him again and through that, through listening to that podcast episode, I felt as though I received closure on the situation. Oh, wow. I was never involved. I don't know any <laughs> oh. of these people were not friends with one another. But I was so invested in this perceived slight to somebody that I had formed a parasocial <laughs> relationship with on the internet <laughs> that the fact that she's over it allowed me to also be over it. And I'm really thankful for that clarity. So thank you to Lexi Lombard for posting <laughs> that podcast episode that helped me to get over this like weird fixation I had on her like Days of Our Lives-esque drama. That's really funny. And I feel like I'm, I'm glad that that worked for you because I think it would be bad if you she was over it and you were still because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people do that on the internet they're like even if this person's on set it's like I'm going to be yeah um but I also think we're very similar in that we get very invested in mm-hmm. things and so even though I know nothing about youtubers I strongly relate to that feeling when you feel like you're a part of something <laughs> you're just not a part of and I am done talking about YouTuber drama that is four years old. I know. I'll, I feel like our what's on the grill today are just really niche things because we just have to tell each other random stuff. Yeah. But the not thing so is, much. like, yeah. it'll mean something to somebody. And yeah. even if it doesn't, you can look up all of these people and yeah, proactively, I mean, retroactively invested in their weird yes. drama. Okay, so now I have to tell you what mine is, and okay. I'm very, I'm very excited for this because I've gone behind your back. And <laughs> <laughs> you look so scared. I don't know. How to... It feels like it's gonna be like I've signed you up for something. That's not what I've done, um, but I have. Okay, so I need to start at the beginning. So, mm. of the Survivor podcast that I listened to. <laughs> That's not where I thought it was going to start. You didn't. You were like, what the hell is going on? It's like, um, um, so, I, there was, like, this one about, like, how to introduce it to people. Like, which season is a good one to start on? Mm-hmm. And there was this girl who... She, like, is on the podcast, and I really like her and thinks she's really cool. And she was always – she was, like, oh, DM me if you, like, need suggestions. So last night at, like, 11 o'clock at night, um, <laughs> I DM'd her on Twitter, and I said <laughs> – um, basically, like, the last two years, I've gotten really into this, and now I'm slowly trying to convert all of my friends. And I <laughs> asked her a recommendation for you, Nina. <laughs> behind your back and then she's like super thorough about this so she was like oh like what kind of stuff like like wanted to know like things you're into so I responded and I was like 
she really likes the show Skins and really likes Degrassi and like really likes good characters. And then I sent this all this like at one in the morning I was doing this. Mm -hmm. And then she sent back two suggestions. So my what's on the grill is that I've... I'm slowly forcing you into something that you do not want. <laughs> okay, but Amanda, you do you understand that you do that literally all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I just did that with the bachelor. At this point. <laughs> I just did that with the bachelor. And that's why I was like, I need to wait to do this again. But then I was like, let me just go for it. We're doing a podcast now. We need content. As you were explaining, I was like, do I just give in? I, I, I was like, do I resist or can, should I just give in? And I just don't have it in me to resist. Because <laughs> I know, I know I'm just going to end up watching it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be bored one day and I'm going to be like, well, Amanda told me. So I may yeah. allow. So anyways, I'll send you um, those two seasons just to have, just in case. Okay, um, you know, maybe someday when I run out of <laughs> SVU episodes. Yeah. But that's it. That's my what's on the grill, which I just thought was funny because I just fully, like, have been, like, DMing this person about it. <laughs> In any, if this was a rom-com, this would be, like, a meet cute. Oh, yeah. You would tell her all of this stuff about me and what my interests are, and she'd be like... That would be Ooh. cute, except she's married and she lives in Australia. <laughs> Okay, married is an obstacle, but Australia. Yeah, I love That's Australia. True. Oh, you'd love this. I thought figured this out like maybe a week ago because I'd heard her all the time, and I figured out she was a contestant on Australia's Next Top Model. What's her name? <laughs> she got out first. <laughs> what is her, her name? Her name is um, Shannon Gates. This is so important to me. I love Australia. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's literally just because of Dance Academy. I know. That's why I was thinking, I was like, as I was describing this, I was like, wait, actually, you would be way more invested in this. Yeah. Because you love Australia. And it's just, it's just all connected. Um, But I listened to her describe the experience because she basically was recruited and had no interest in modeling and then just Mm -hmm. did this show and then got super sucked in because she was super competitive and then got out first. (laughs) It was like all the girls were mean to her and it was horrible. And I just thought it was really fascinating because I was like, that sounds like torture. Poor Shan. To me, I would be like, I didn't even want to come here. (laughs) You (laughs) convinced me to come here and then you eliminate me. (laughs) and you're like this is my new dream even though it wasn't a week ago yeah you just like instilled me with this desire to be a model and then ripped it away (laughs) i hate that okay so that's my what's on the grill okay now we move on from our incredibly niche grill segments (laughs) into a discussion of something that's honestly by now probably the opposite of niche um, the TV show that I never wanted to love, but have no choice, Community. Yes. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about my journey with Community. This is yeah. this is so funny because it's literally another one of those things that you, like, tricked me into loving. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, why am I because like I was, this? 
I was so res- you're like a cult leader, Amanda. <laughs> I was so resistant. I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this show about a bunch of people at a community college. It feels like it'd be sad. And you you were like, no, it's really funny. You should watch it. Um, I remember in high school you really liked it. And I went to your house once and we had a sleepover and you showed me the um, Christmas episode. Yeah, because it was Glee themed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was themed after Glee. And I loved Glee. Yeah. I look back on that show now and I'm like, how the fuck did anybody make this? But like when I was watching it, it was super enjoyable. So that was the only episode that I had ever seen. And then it was put on Netflix and I was like, okay, I guess I should watch this. So I watched the pilot and then just like never watched anything else. And then I had been watching (laughs) many hours of SVU, like all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't fall asleep to it because I started having horrible dreams. So I was like, I should like find something nice and fluffy to fall asleep to. In comes community. And it's also because at the end of, I, I, sorry. It's also because this other podcast that I listened to that I think I've talked about a lot already, Appointment Television, <laughs> um, one of the guys who does it, I say one of the guys, there's one man and two women, um, <laughs> the guy that's on the show is always talking about how much he loved Community when it was out, and he was yeah. like, they did this like Spanish rap thing at the end of one episode, and that's when I knew, mm-hmm. that's like when I was sucked in. And I was like, okay, I may as well just, like, watch to that point. But then it was at the end of the second episode, and I was like, I'll I'll watch some more. You know, (laughs) just to see. Um, And now I'm in. (laughs) Now I'm in. Welcome. It worked, Amanda. It only took four years, but you did it. Oh, God, this is so scary, my power. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But it's also because I just, like... I, th- I thought about this. I love, like, experiencing things through other people and, yeah. like, watching things with people who haven't seen something before. I'm like, oh, I want to show you this thing because it, like, brings me joy to wa- watch someone experience something. And I think that's yeah. why. That's why I'm so uh, subtly persistent. It's not because you're secretly sinister and looking to take over <laughs> the world? That's just a side project. Okay, yeah. That'll happen eventually. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, so get funny elected president of the united states and be like everyone will be like i don't even remember voting for her she just <laughs> is here now yeah, like i guess this is what's happening it's um yeah i mean i was also kind of needed convincing to get into the show because i wasn't one of the initial like there was the people who watched it when it came out on television and i think i was a little young for that slash like i just wasn't really like seeking out shows um shows like that but it I knew it was like a cult classic for a while but I was kind of like eh, yeah that doesn't sound very fun um because yeah. it's just like I didn't know I was like okay it's just a sitcom but it doesn't sound very interesting and slowly like through hearing people keep saying how funny and good it was I got into it and really loved it and you know it's definitely weird at times, has its issues, but I still think it's, like, one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. Um, it's yeah. just really creative, which is, I think, still true. Yeah. That's the thing for me, too, is, like, I um, 
laughed out loud watching that show in a way that I have not mm-hmm. laughed out loud watching other comedies. And it's really frustrating to me because it feels like this is like the last show that was kind of like that. You know, the yeah. last show that was like funny and would make you like howl laughing. And yeah. from what I've heard, because I haven't watched, I just finished season one yesterday. So I haven't finished the show, but like from what I've heard, it kind of devolves towards the end and like cannibalizes itself a little bit and turns into a lot of the lesser comedies that were like kind of trying to be community, but never quite reaching that status. Um, Yeah, especially season four, which everyone is, it's like universally recognized that's the worst season. Um, because the creator left and like fans basically these two guys who were fans took over and it became kind of like a um kind of like a parody of itself unintentionally but like didn't keep the heart of why it was still good but then Mm -hmm. I will say even though the like last the other seasons like they lose a lot because people leave from the show I still think it kind of returns to being kind of good like it doesn't it's not all a downhill climb so I think you have some things to look forward to I might honestly just do what I did with the office like I skipped the office season eight because I was like there's nothing for me here Michael is gone Andy is like dumb and annoying and they have like stupid new Jim and new Dwight I don't care about this Um, And then I just, like, watched the second half of season nine, and I was like, okay, it's over now. Okay, but the thing with this is, though, is that season four, all the, like, main characters are still there. It's just, like, kind of not as good. But when I was watching, I didn't even really realize. It wasn't until looking back, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it was kind of, like, worse. But it's not. It might be, like, Gilmore Girls season seven. Yeah, I think that's a good comparison, where you look back and you're like, oh, wait. But at the time, you're just, like, it's still the people that you care about at that point, and you want to know what happens. So it's still kind of, I would still, like, watch that season. And if by the end you're, like, I'm done, then you can bow out. I, um, okay, so I wanted to talk about this because I feel like this show, I didn't understand. There's so much, I feel like there's so much about 2010's culture that I didn't understand until I watched Community. Like, I feel like everything, it just, it just is the perfect distillation of, like, where we were as a society at that time. And, Uh like, everything about comedy right now that I see, like, so much about comedy right now that I see feels like it is either inspired by, derivative of, or, like, made by people who watched and loved this show. Um... And the first thing that comes to mind for me is, like, this... I don't know if I told you this. I don't remember. I might have told my other friend, Alana. But this um, podcast that I was listening to about the show Gilmore Girls called Gilmore Guys. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, But they have these live episodes where they would just, like, randomly start rapping. And I was like, why are they rapping? First of all, I don't think anybody enjoys a live episode of a podcast. Like, everybody listening to it at home is, like, you can, even if I like the show, I can never connect 
to yeah the that host. energy yeah yeah the way that the people in the room are connecting to them it's just annoying um <laughs> so in their live episodes they would just randomly start rapping like poorly and i would just be like what the totally. fuck is happening but then i saw the end of the second episode of community and i was like oh they're doing a troy and abed like that's oh, yeah that's what they're mm-hmm. doing now they're like trying to be like troy and abed um and whether or not they succeeded is up to anybody else's interpretation but i feel <laughs> like i understand so much more now that i've watched community or at least just the first season that's interesting i'm i'm really curious if you think of other examples because it is very much yeah i think a lot of things came from that and just ways of exploring like alternate timelines to all these things mm-hmm. within more mainstream comedy I feel like it like really opened up a lot of doors for different things um which is what I can think of but I'm really curious if you have more examples you're thinking of I don't I don't necessarily have more examples but I do know that like I do remember when I was in middle school so around like 2010 to 2012 there i just it just felt like everything was bogged down with meta comedy like yeah everything was commenting about the form that it was in and at first it was really fun and clever and then after a certain point it was like how many more things can be said in this exact same way you know yeah yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I do feel like that was a huge thing. And I'm trying to remember what was going on in SNL at that time. But I feel yeah, like that that's... was was that like the video shorts were really big at in SNL at that time? I think it I think it was. That I that yeah. might be around when like Andy Samberg joined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And him and like Lonely Island were making all of those music videos. Yeah. Yeah. Um that, and that, that checks like, out. That also was, like, not fun for me. I didn't really enjoy SNL at that point. But that's, like, a thing that people say about SNL. is like, it's really good when America politically sucks and really bad when America is, like, in a middling political area, you know? <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, I have heard that. Um, yeah, um, okay. So I'm curious to hear if you have more thoughts or even just, like, caring about your perspective on the different characters... Okay, I'm gonna go through all of the characters. Yeah, I and then yeah, because that's just like what I'm interested in doing right now. Because they're so Mm -hmm. they're all so interesting. Um, Jeff, no, no shade to Joel McHale. He's not as hot or as magnetic as the show wants us to think. He just has an eight pack, like. He takes off his shirt and I'm like, oh, this is why they think he's super hot. But he's like, he's like man hot. Like he's like hot in a way that a straight man would look at him and be like, yeah, that's a hot man. But I don't think that he's like, he's like super pulling all the ladies hot, you know, at least not the way that like everyone in the study group except Shirley is in love with him. Yeah, I agree. And I think... Yeah, I think at some point it just, like, tells you that he's, like, super desirable. And I think 
I'm I'm confused as if the show is really believes that or if you're just supposed to be like oh it's his charm he's so good at convincing people because that is a thing in the show but again I'm like I would find this so slimy and it but it was I I do think it's also a product of its time of like this kind of I'm thinking also of like how I met your mother of that like womanizer character who was very like manipulative and very um that was what considered like charming kind of was this very specific Thing that now would be so sleazy and like oozes that where it doesn't like actually have some kind of charm or like anything I was like magnetic. why is Barney the guy like his <laughs> yeah. name is Barney yeah it, but it was a thing I and I wonder if it is like what a male comedy writer considers like a charming guy maybe there's like mm-hmm. that lens being put through I think they they have this idea of like if you can like force women to be attracted to you then that is being attractive when Mm -hmm. me as a woman I don't like being convinced I don't I don't think that that's romantic or cute I just like if I'm interested in somebody or if I develop feelings for them over time it's not because they're like hey sexy mama don't you want to get in bed with me I'd be like yeah and that's why like especially at the beginning he's really gross and not just because he's being like that but because he's actively pursuing like when he's actively pursuing Britta that's so gross to me um but then once it kind of chills out I feel like he gets more in my opinion my lens he's more desirable because he's just I think, like, being aloof and being hard to get is, like, way more attractive. I agree. And, like, I also think he's way more desirable through his arc with his relationship with the professor. Because he's, like, learning how to have a human relationship with a human person. He's like, oh, my God, I can be a boyfriend. And I'm like, yes, Jeff, you can. Good job. Okay, I guess, yeah, then that's kind of the arc of, like, the man women want to like change him to be better and mm-hmm. I don't I'm not like super into that but I do think it, it is also like a trope of a thing of oh you want to see him grow and you want to see him be better if that I makes think sense. that's like I think that's like I think that's like not it because I feel like okay. with um because there's this thing that Abed does this thing constantly where he just will like say what's happening yeah. And he's like, well, with a professor, she has no expectations of you. She doesn't want you to be any better than who you are. But with Britta, she yeah. challenges you and makes you want to be a better person. And that's why you can't get Britta off your mind. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel yeah. about the show wanting me to want him to be with Britta because Britta wants him to be better than who he is. Like, why can't yeah. he just be better than who he is? Yeah, I agree. And him and Britta have no chemistry, in my opinion. Oh, none whatsoever. And Abed says that in the yeah. show, too. He's like, you have lots yeah. of sexual tension, but no chemistry. And they're like, what? <laughs> but they they really don't have any chemistry whatsoever. Yeah, and I don't even think they have that much sexual tension, to be honest. No, they just yell at each other. Yeah. yeah, it's not like attractive. It's just like you guys just don't like each other. Yeah, I guess 
maybe we could talk about the guys first and then we can talk yeah. about the girls because I feel like I have more to say about the girls. Um, I love Abed. I want him to be my best friend and I want, I, he just is the sweetest boy. Um, and I like how much he likes things and yeah. how he is just so unabashedly himself. He just is like, there's that episode where they're trying to get him a girlfriend and he's like, I'm fine. I don't need any help romantically. I just wanted to let you guys do it because you wanted to. Um, and like, that's that. And also the episode where he like signs up for Annie's psych experiment and then just sits in a room for 26 hours. And she's yeah. like, why did you do that? And he's like, because you're my friend. Like, oh, he no, he says, because you're my friend and you said it was going to be soon. So I believed you. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he is yeah. super he's super easy to connect to because he just loves everything that's going on and is also observing everything and yeah, like makes that commentary that you're like, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um did you um, guys see the one where they all take psych evaluations? I don't think so. I don't okay, think I won't say anything though. But I will say that Abed is definitely a bit, one of the most like well um adjusted characters and he like <laughs> actively he goes... has Asperger's <laughs> yeah <laughs> and even though he goes off the deep rail sometimes it's like overall he's 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 functioning he he likes himself and yeah he has things going great for him um, yeah and then next is Troy personally I love Troy and Abed's relationship they yeah. are adorable friends, and I'm so glad that I watched this show, if only to get to see, like, a male friendship where they just, like, hold hands. Like, there's a there's a moment where um Annie, he, Troy is holding hands with Annie, and she's like, oh, I'm not Abed. You should go get, I, I can go get him for you. And I'm like, so, and whenever he holds hands with somebody, he just assumes that it's, he thinks that it's Abed. Um... So, I just, I don't know, I just think that's really sweet, and I love how stupid he is. He just is yeah. dumb, and I think that's great. He is. Yeah, they really are perfect for each other. Yeah, like, they They are. bring out the best in each other, I think. I still, okay, oh, the, yes, I was talking to Alana about this. So, I still don't trust Donald Glover as a human, but... I was talking to my friend about this and she was like, because I was like, I think all guys think they're either Troy or Abed and they're actually <laughs> just Jeff or Pierce. Um, and she was like, yeah, Donald Glover thinks he's Troy, but actually he's Jeff. <laughs> oh my God. You look as though you've been rendered speechless. I am speechless, but I also want to hear why you don't trust him. Just his, um, as a human. First, okay, first of all, he's a September Libra. I never trust them. Okay. Second of all, this could be a whole episode, actually, because I did write a whole essay about how the um, music video for This Is America is, like, nothing. And, hit, like, him making it nothing completely renders it politically inert. Like, you can't make a political statement and then refuse to make a political statement. It just doesn't work like that. You can't just be like, well, the statement is in the thing. And if nobody understands the thing, then, like, what's the statement? <laughs> it's nothing. 
Um, Yes, that's Troy. I like how stupid Troy is. I find him really fun. Um, Pierce means nothing to me. Troy's a Chad before Chad's existed. If Chads were all Troy is a himbo, that's what he is. <laughs> yeah. If Chads were all himbos, I would love them. But like Chads are also Jeff yeah. sometimes. That's true. Yeah, it's split between him himbos and Jeff. Yeah. This is great. We're really classifying everything in the world. Exactly. It all makes sense. When you have characters who are strict archetypes, it's so easy to just map them onto the real world. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I, Pierce. I feel nothing for him. He means nothing to me, and I think that he's a symptom of that 2010s thing, where people were like, "Well, people are racist. We can't just pretend like they're not racist." So they would just like write characters, and you, we can even talk about Barney from How I Met Your Mother as this, but like they would just yeah. write characters who were blatantly racist or sexist or homophobic. And be like, well, the commentary is about how stupid they are. But they're also just, like, on TV being blatantly racist, sexist, or homophobic. And if you're not thinking critically about it, and I think we've learned this year, the past five years, really, that a lot of people don't think critically about things, then you'll just see that and be like, oh, my God, I feel so seen. Not, oh, my God, maybe I should stop acting like this, you know? Yeah, and I do think a lot of it comes down to how they're treated in the show. And I think while sometimes it's shown like, yeah, Pierce is so annoying and like whatever, there's sometimes consequences. It's often just kind of treated as if he's just this innocent like fly buzzing around being Mm -hmm. like it's hard. Like I don't know, like the harm that he's causing is kind of like brush under the rug if that makes sense like every so often they'll address it and but for the most part it's just like there and it's it's especially just like I don't know yeah going back and watching it is it's just like wow this is a lot just a lot to take in when you're just like watching a television show and it makes me think of like 30 rock too as an example Mm because I started watching 30 rock over quarantine and Jack I think is a Republican and I don't think that I don't think if that show was made today he would still be Mm -hmm. portrayed as such like a staunch Republican but he's supposed to be like a caricature of what Republicanism is and can become Mm -hmm. but actually he just like is what the Republican Party is today like not and not even just him, yeah. but like everyone in the like fake Bush administration on Thirty Rock just is what the Republican Party is today. Like, I don't even know. I don't know how to explain it. But if you watch Thirty Rock, it's it's weird to see now because it mm-hmm. is actually they're making fun of things that happened during the Trump presidency, and that's how Pierce feels too. Like they're making fun of this guy, but actually yeah. he still has power. Yeah. He still has like I think way more power thing. than the people in this study group that he's harming. They're my thoughts about Pierce. Oh yeah. I mean I think a lot of the character was inspired by um the actor um that played him. Um yeah. 
What's his name again? Um, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, yes, of course. I should know that. I grew up in Maryland, and there's literally a place called Chevy Chase. Yep. Um, and how unself-aware he was. Um, and even while he was, like, arguing to make his character um, better and, like, less uh, overtly racist in a character of himself while perpetuating those same things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... Where I'm going with this, except to say, like, he was just, yeah, like, he actually had all the power and he left the show and was like causing all this harm and like basically being an asshole on set and s- still like getting what he wants because he was like this really, really successful um, cap- comedic actor. Mm-hmm. So I do think there is something to that of, yeah, him actually just, like, having all the power in the situation instead of being, like, the the oaf that everyone laughs at. Yeah. Yeah, I... And, like, I think it would be useful for him to have a growth arc. Mm-hmm. More useful for him to have a growth arc than, like, Jeff, necessarily. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I or like find sometimes that I struggle with Pierce. Yeah, and like and I'm not gonna spoil anything, but in later seasons they sort of go full throttle with him as a villain. Um, mm-hmm. but then they kind of like it's like they don't quite know what to do with him. And then they like kind of go back on it and they're like, Okay, he's back. He's back in the group. And I just think yeah. they like don't know where that character ever is headed in any given moment. Because I think that's like the the thing with sitcoms is that characters start in a place and as the show goes on, they tend to like get escalatingly worse or like mm-hmm. get more and more of that thing. Like you think of Joey on Friends, he starts kind of dimwitted and then ends up barely being able to take a shower by himself. Like he's yeah. so dumb. Um, and like the escalation for a character like Pierce is that he starts being kind of harm, quote unquote harmlessly racist and then ends up being like actively villainous and racist yeah and that's hard to root for on a tv show but again we look around the world and see that that's what actually happens you escalate from harmless quote-unquote acts of racism and or microaggressions to storming the capitol building and trying to destroy democracy yeah it's true. Yeah, so where do you land on him as a character? Um, well, he's an old man and old men are my weakness. So, <laughs> like the episode where he pants is Shirley and she like they kick him out of the group cuz she feels yeah. uncomfortable being around him was so hard for me as a black mm-hmm. woman and a person loving of old men because she was right. <laughs> she shouldn't have been pantsed. That made her uncomfortable, and he refused to apologize and never apologized. But then at the end when he's talking to her and he's like, I think that you're incredibly strong and intelligent, and you're doing an excellent job raising your children, and that's why it wasn't wrong for me to pants you, because you have more dignity than I could ever take away from you. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) Oh. So I just, it's so hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. We don't need to have like concrete 
feeling. Exactly. You know, and it also changes every episode, you know? Exactly. He's not a real person. Um, yeah. <laughs> then we move on to Senior Chang, who I don't really, I have no feelings about him. Um, <laughs> he just, like, yeah. is a teacher. Um, and then there's Dean Pelton, who I think is, I find a little creepy because it's, like, telegraphed that he's gay and in love with Jeff. But yeah. It's a, it's a trope of, like, predatory gay men that makes me uncomfortable, but also they never, like, put the pedal to the metal with it. Like, they never go hard enough. Yeah. actually uncomfortable, so I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, it's just kind of, like, floating there, and you're like, what is this? Plot? Yeah, you're like, yeah I also didn't really enjoy that one while watching it like I think the Dean is really funny and there's moments where he really cracks me up and like um his escalation into like more he becomes more yeah just like crazier and crazier costumes and like (laughs) I I really like his morning announcement his announcements those always make me laugh and like him trying to come up with a mascot for the school that one was just in the human being thing yeah it's <laughs> just so funny but yeah the him and jeff thing i'm i was always like oh i don't like this was, yeah uh, yeah okay and then we can talk about the women which yes. i have problems with every single one of them Ooh. are you surprised um <laughs> so there's annie britta and shirley okay annie makes me understand why Allison Brie is as famous as she is because she just can act <laughs> like she's really good at being innocent but also a little crazy but also like super impulsive but also like really meticulously planning things and she does it mm-hmm. all like in her eyes like you see her switch just by like yeah. looking at her eyes it's amazing um so I really like Allison Brie as an actor, Annie as a character, not so much. And I think for the same reason that I have problems with Britta, I see myself in Britta. She like she says in one episode, she's like, Yeah, I am a phony. I'm nice to people because I want them to think that I'm nice. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, same. Um, and she's like the moral center of the group or whatever, constantly yeah. telling people like what's good and what's bad to do. Um, she gets called a wet blanket often, which <laughs> I can relate. Um, but I hate that they're both being set up as love interests for Jeff. As if they have no other existence in this group, first of all. And second of all, if both of the thin, youngish white women are going to be love interests for Jeff, why doesn't he try and make out with Shirley? Let's talk about that. Yeah. What's, what about Shirley isn't attractive? That he wants to just constantly bang her. So. Mm-hmm. It it's, just is yeah, like, it's true. Yeah. The, the, and they even like make jokes about it. Like in a way where she's like, why am I not getting any attention? And it's like, yeah, why aren't you? Why isn't she getting any attention? She's beautiful and she can sing. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. Yeah. Yeah, Annie. Um, She is, I think especially since I've seen all of it, knowing, like, how much she grows and changes, like, through the thing, is I Mm. like her more as she goes along. Because in the beginning, she starts that super, like, just, like, neurotic, 
type A to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do agree. I think it is weird that she's set up as a love interest for Jeff, especially when she's like, okay, I get it if it's like in the later season, you're like, let's try this out. But in the mm-hmm. first season when she's 18, it's just so weird. And it's so, so weird. It just feels freaky to me as well. It's just like, oh, we got to, what happens if these two, yeah, it's just like left alone trying, in a room together. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think this, this is, like, it just <laughs> felt weird to me. But also, I do have to admit, I think I identified with Annie because when I watched it, I was like, they, around her age. And so mm. I also felt like, I think watching it now, I would be like, bro, she's a child. But when yeah. I was like first watching it, I felt more like, like, oh, I would also want the attention of this situation. So I kind of relate to that, but I also was like, this is creepy and weird at the same time. So that's, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, and the thing that creeps me out more is that Joel McHale, who plays Jeff, is older than Dan Harmon, who is the show's creator. So like, I don't know man it's just weird it's he's like he's like actively 38 playing a love interest to this girl who's supposed to be 18 um yeah. i don't like it it makes me uncomfortable and i know that like the age of consent is technically 18 and they can do whatever they want but it just is it makes me uncomfortable yeah I don't and know she literally acts about it she acts like part of her character is that she's still a child in a lot of ways yeah. And, like, just left high school, so it is weird. And then I think, like, Britta, I feel, um, I feel that they don't know what they're doing with Britta as a character. Like, I feel like they don't understand who she's supposed to be and why she is at this community college, other than to, like, flirt with Jeff and sleep with Vaughn a couple of times. Um, And... I find it kind of frustrating because I think I just like want I don't know man I I think it's because I see I watched this other show that Gillian Jacobs is in called Love yeah um which I really enjoyed and I didn't expect to enjoy at all um and she plays like this guy's I don't remember what happened he's trying to kill himself she's trying to kill herself I don't remember something's about they like meet in a gas station and she plays his love interest and she's essentially like Britta She's this, like, scrappy girl from the wrong side of the tracks who didn't have the best life growing up. I think she used to be addicted to drugs or something um, and is, like, trying to get put her life back together and have more for herself. But in that show, she feels, like, not an archetype of, like, a sad girl with daddy issues and, like, an actual human being. And in this show, she just kind of feels like a cardboard cutout. Um, Yeah. I have some thoughts on her, which is that she I think I think I like read this somewhere and it's true Mm -hmm. is that she was kind of like the character that was like being a caricature of like liberals Mm -hmm. um and you can see that like with her ideology and stuff but she becomes like the butt of the joke like everyone hates Britta like so I do think there was something with like the 2010s of like like political correctness basically there were some like mm-hmm. lampooning against political correctness through Britta and like some of it I'm like yeah like 
people are really hypocritical and like this is funny but it's so extreme as well that i'm like all right like writers like we see we see that you hate being quote unquote politically corrected but yeah you know and it's like putting all that onto Britta. but it's weird because in the beginning like the first few episodes she's presented as like just jeff's love interest and like the carrot for him and she's like this cool elusive girl which is a fake person but then you get to know her and you're like you're so weird who are you yeah and then she just incredibly strange yeah she proceeds to get weirder and weirder as the seasons go on and never really and I, th- I think even the, sh- the writers admitted that they, they didn't even know what they were doing with her towards the end. It's <laughs> like, who? Because uh, I think as, and I don't really want to spoil things, but like as she moves away from being Jeff's love interest, which I think you can tell they're not really like going to yeah. end up together. Um, it's like, they don't know what to do with her. And I, I think yeah. that's real. Yeah. That's really sad though. That, like, they can't yeah. conceive of this character outside of her having a relationship with Jeff. Yeah, and she's still funny, but then you think about it. Like, when, while I was watching, I, I wasn't actively thinking about it, but she just gets more annoying and more weird. And then you're mm-hmm. like, why are you like this? Because yeah. there's nothing depth. And meanwhile, I think Annie gets a lot more depth to her, and I think she takes on a more... And maybe it's because of her proximity as a love interest to Jeff. Yeah. But that's such a weird thing to do. Why choose the 18-year-old to be Jeff's love interest, first of all? Second of all, maybe they, like, saw the chemistry and were like, okay, we're going to have to Yeah. But, like, I loved the idea of Annie and Troy being together. And I'm really sad that that's not going to happen. She has, like, this huge crush on him at the beginning of the show. And she's, like, trying to thwart all of his other relationships because she just wants to date him. And I was like, this is so fun. They'd be such a fun couple. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, when I first watched. Like, I feel like that would make more sense. Yeah. I agree. I think I was slightly brainwashed after watching it through everyone posting weird edits on like Tumblr. I was like, I guess they're cute. But when I first watched, I was like not rooting for them at all. No. Yeah. And they're not even really meant to be that much of like a thing. It's more just like weirdly underpinning everything mm-hmm. as the show goes on. Okay. Anyways, so that's so that's we talked about Britta and Annie. Yeah. I think Should we talk about I, Shirley? I love Shirley because I love that her trademark line is, that's nice. And that she's always <laughs> making brownies because I feel like that really speaks to me. Um, yeah. But I do I do also, I think the thing with this show is that everybody is archetypes and nobody, yeah. they or they at least like start out as archetypes and like where they go from there is up to the writers. Um, yeah. And so like Pierce is the old racist white man and Jeff is the like, confidence man who is constantly trying to get his way um yeah troy is the dumb jock and annie is the like type a girl shirley is the like for there's no better term than mammy like she just is yeah mammied throughout the show and like her defining characteristic Mm -hmm. is that she's a mother and she cares about her sons and she's really sad about her divorce and she's like not sexually attractive to any of the men in the group except Pierce when he's being weird but that's like yeah. not serious at all um and it just is I don't know it just is like weird it makes me 
uncomfortable that that's what they chose to do with the one black female character in the show but also I love her and she's really funny (laughs) like she I feel like the actress I think her name is Yvette Nicole Brown yes yeah I feel like the actress takes what she's given and runs with it and like does such a great job with her character so I really love that for her yeah I agree I think like if you're just like not even really thinking about it and just see her in an episode you're like oh she's so funny and I think she is but then if you take it where a lot of them get growth in all of these plot lines like she just never really gets that and I think if they had I would say if they had more diversity in the writing room like maybe they could have been more creative like and I mean honestly like not all the characters get that but I think Shirley gets the least of any of like her own like plot lines or like other interesting ways to develop her as a character. That's I mean honestly that's what I would expect. Um yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is um just sucks. But okay. So we've gone through all of the characters. I think what I want to mm-hmm. do is cuz honestly you could watch this show if you're considering watching the show you could watch it easily out of order and it would be fine um I just ended up watching it in order because that's what I did but I'm going to recommend a couple of episodes and Amanda maybe you could recommend a couple of episodes just to like get your feet wet um I do think the pilot is necessary viewing but that's just because it's like um it's I think it's just a really good TV pilot in general. It's yeah. really good at laying out who up. all the characters yeah. are. Yeah, and what the stakes are. Um, and then... oh, Shirley's Christmas party. <laughs> She's such a sweet lady. And then, honestly, so I would say the episode Modern Warfare, which is the third to last episode there's this like huge paintball thing happening at the school everyone at the university is fighting over priority registration so that for like in this paintball war and it's filmed as though it's like a zombie apocalypse or something and I I just watched that one last night and I was like this is excellent television this is like amazingly well done yeah I agree. Did you, um, okay, sorry, I asked that idea, but I think that's when at the time a lot of critics watching the show was like, oh, this is different. Like, it really turned into something different. Um, did you watch Contemporary American Poultry? Did you get to that one with the chicken fingers? I think I might have slept through it. I think I might have fallen asleep as it was coming on. Because I remember the sounds, but I don't remember- yeah I I I love that one from the first season because I like but here's what else it's like the chicken fingers mob movie one I I think you should rewatch it um because it's like Abed's story and it's all about what motivates Abed and how he he sees the world yeah (laughs) um which I love but here's what I'll say I I I understand you could skip around but I kind of like especially the first season watching it all in order because I think the characters like when it gets creative and weird the payoff is way better 
once you've sat through just like the normal sitcom moments of like seeing them just interact with each other and if you're like oh I just want to see some fun episodes I would at least get through a couple of the like normal pace of like understanding how they things operate in this world um before there's because it's like a balance of that and then the like unique things that are thrown at you I definitely think that that episode where Pierce <laughs> where Pierce sets up Troy with um what is his name from Reading Rainbow? <laughs> What's his name? I can for some reason I can't remember his name right now, but the guy from Reading Rainbow and Roots, he like brings him to Troy and Troy can't speak. Lavar Burton. Yes, I definitely think that that moment would be would mean so much more to me having seen the rest of the show because I watched it out of context and was like screaming laughing and I'm laughing right now because it's so funny to me but I, yeah. I definitely think it would like hold more weight whenever I get to that episode. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, that is, I think that we can end our discussion of community there. We kind of took some um, walks down various different roads. Yes. I think, yeah, I think that was a good overview. But you're you're invested now? I am. I am invested and I'm going to finish it. Okay, I want to end. I want to hear you before we end though, um, your predictions of what you think is going to happen. In community? That would be funny. Um, I think Jeff and Annie are going to fizzle out just mm-hmm. like, like a candle being, getting water poured on top of it. It'll like almost go somewhere and then it'll just, um, I think, I think I know that Troy and Britta start dating cause I saw something on Twitter where they kissed and I was like, ew. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so that's I'm not horrible. excited for that. That's season um, four. He's so dumb and she's like has no patience for that that it just like doesn't even make sense. She's not the yeah. kind of girl that would date a himbo and Annie is. Yeah. Anyways, I want the community movie to be Annie and Troy are just married and nobody says anything about it. <laughs> they don't comment on it. They just are married. Um, I think Pierce will die. Because I know Chevy Chase leaves at some point, and I feel like they keep making jokes about him dying. So I feel like that's how they write him off. Um, and I think Abed will just end up with like a hot blonde wife. Yeah, that's great. I have no I prediction for Shirley because I I don't think that the writers care where she ends up. Honestly, she just is gonna like be somewhere. Um, yeah. She's probably like working in an office building as a pharmacy technician or something. I have no idea. Well, I don't know. Oh man, well, if any of those predictions come true, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, All right. I think we can end the episode here. Sounds um, good. Yeah. Bye, everyone. It was really nice talking to you about community. If you are at yeah. all interested in hearing us yammer on about more pop culture stuff, come back next week when we have another episode for you, hopefully. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to promise <laughs> another episode, but probably there will be one. And mm-hmm. 
if you're interested in seeing more of our faces or hearing more of our unhinged opinions, you can follow me on Instagram at Nada Joao. That is at N-E-I-D-A-J-O-A-O. You can follow me on Instagram at Amanda Feinberg. That's Feinberg spelled F-E-I-N-B-E-R-G. Or you can find me on Twitter at Amanda Panda Show. I still don't know what Twitter um, is, but I do have a YouTube channel. Um, you can find yes, it through please. my first name, and my middle name mm-hmm. is Teresa. Um, that's another place where I talk about random shit. So, yes. YouTube.com slash Teresa. I don't know if that's actually my URL. I think my URL is <laughs> horrible, but I'm not going to say it on here. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye.